I really like the idea of contributing. I love the community. From my background, I come from a backstabbing world. I work in tech. Like when I go to big events like Microsoft and Cisco, whatever it is, Facebook, no one divulges information. People don't help each other. Preach a lot of collective ideology, but it's not true. It's more like an Iran concert. So nevertheless, that's what I really appreciate about CodePass movement and everyone in it is the community is really cool. Okay, today's podcast is an expert panel. I'm so fortunate today. I'm sitting at a table in an establishment that sells cheeseburgers and uh, beer. Yeah, beer, craft beer, right? <laughs> and um, yeah, just got into town and I've got for, the voice that you just heard is Dr. Colleen Mullen, our first esteemed panelist. Hello, Dr. Colleen. That's right. I'm very esteemed. Hello, Jerry. <laughs> even Thank if, you. Even if you're not esteemed, uh, we are for this episode anyway. Not right now. All right, I'm going to pass the <laughs> mic over. I've got another panelist here. We have Mr. Matt Gibson from well, I'll let you say where Gibson you're from. Gibson Media. My name is Matt Gibson, and I'm an expert witness. Oh, wait, no. I'm a podcast host. Or No, wait, I'm a musician. What, what am I, Jared? He is, he is confused. And uh, no, he's uh, got a wonderful podcast, the Kingdom of Rock podcast. And, and uh, that's one of many things that he does. And then I'll let our final uh, panelist here in- do a self-introduction, right. which is a, a really good podcast host thing to sure. do. This is uh, Mike Dowdy. I am uh, Colleen Stedman from... Uh, Podcast launch experts. There you go. So we have this nice panel here, and um, I, f- I guess we'll just start with you, Dr. Colleen. For those that don't know you, and of course everyone should, let's just uh, give a little uh, background. Uh, if someone hasn't heard of Dr. Colleen, let's start there. Well, if you haven't heard me, you can hear me on Coaching Through Chaos podcast and Shrink to Shrink podcast since 2016 and 2015. And the upcoming Embrace Your Inner Leader podcast and find my work on coachingthroughchaos.com and all over the internet. I think you need another podcast. Do you think so? Because I can probably find two before I go home tonight to launch. <laughs> I'm a little bit worried for you, but I, I'm also proud of you at the same time. Uh, we'll send it over to Matt and then we'll do Mike. Uh, so same question. All right. What's the question? Who am I and how should they know? Okay. My name's Matt Gibson. Uh, I am a Retired Air Force veteran of the aircraft maintenance type. And about 2012, I got out of the military and decided I wanted to be a professional musician. So I didn't know what I was doing. And I started a podcast called Kingdom of Rock to kind of interview people and crowdsource them and figure out, you know, how to make it in the music business now that it, you know, changed since uh, when I was a kid and wanted to be a rock star in the 80s. You know, now we have the internet and all the other things. So uh, started interviewing people about uh, the music industry, marketing people, sales gurus, you know, all kinds of people that touch different segments of the music industry that, that could help us figure out the new digital age of being a musician. So uh, and we're here getting our food right now. It's delicious food coming our way. But kingdomofrock.com is my podcast. Yeah, we're going to pass it over to Mike. Mike. Uh before you take a big sip of that beautiful beverage you have there. Thank you. Uh, go, go ahead. Let's, let's, let's learn a little bit. A little bit about me. I'm with, uh, like I said earlier, I'm Colleen Stedman. And what I do for a living, I'm a president of a, a tech company. And no, I don't have Asperger's. The company's <laughs> name is we do have Fiber Alley. In front of us, but, yeah. <laughs> and I also do a lot of marketing. I love marketing and 
podcast launch experts is the company that I'm doing with Miss Colleen here. As you should. And I'm combining the uh, tech background with the with the marketing and helping people out. I really dig it. That's cool. Okay. So we just did have food put in front of us. I don't think that's proper grammar, but it doesn't matter. We can always post edit. But yeah, so we'll start with Dr. Colleen again. And uh, Dr. Colleen, uh, why, why are we here? We're here because I think you're here for social media marketing world. Is that right? Yes, that's right. But and you needed to have a pit stop to yeah, see the real podcasters before the, the conference actually happened. So you're here to eat food That's and right. meet with the real podcasters of San Diego. I, I want to meet with, yeah, I want to meet with the the elite and uh, the influential. And so, uh, some, so, yeah, some, Came so, to the right somehow place. Matt got invited, but uh, <laughs> I, invited I, himself because the food is good here. I heard. Yes, okay, we're so, a fan of Matt. Yeah, too. and I'm joking. I love Matt. <laughs> So we are here for those reasons. We're just hanging out. And I figured if we're just going to hang out, we may as well record a podcast. Right. So what are you looking forward to at Social Media Marketing World? Uh, my excuse for coming to this is we're doing the podcast movement meetup. And then I like to just interact and hang out with different people that I'm not necessarily... I see them online, but I don't usually run into them. Yeah. And there, there's a number of those folks that will come to this conference. And so it's kind of a fun place to put the face with the, you know, the, the internet uh-huh. profile. Yeah. So for me, if I if I get a chance for a couple of days, just connect and create some more rapport with those folks, and then meet mm-hmm. some other new people. To me, that's that's a good visit. Session wise, I love conferences, but I'm a, this particular conference. I'm not here for the sessions. I'm, I'm here more to network. And that's yeah. how I've treated podcast movement right, right. in recent times. Yeah. And I think it was last year, maybe the year before. I actually had people that like I've only known online tell me that they're here for for social media marketing world and come down and meet them and have coffee. And then I ran into like people like Lewis Howes and hugged him and got a little selfie with him and stuff. <laughs> Someone who I was, you know, because I will if I see yeah. them. And uh, Colleen loves awkward. She's just like, <laughs> I'm, I'm walking right up yeah, to yeah, people yeah. and saying, hey, You've I'm never a fan. Been shy. Uh, no. and, and nor should you be. I was, but not, not since I was 12. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as long as I've known you, you haven't been. <laughs> And so social media marketing is really good for people coming together. So I have a lot mm-hmm. of friends that are like fellow therapists and like podcasters who come down to learn about that. And then I just come down to meet with them because I don't actually go to the conference. Okay, so... Uh- Matt, what's one question you'd like to ask Dr. Colleen? She's right here in the flesh. I mean, what an opportunity. She's pondering. Why are musicians, why do musicians struggle with mental health issues more than any other people on the entire planet? Or is that, is that true or not? It seems like it's true. I feel well, like you went deep. All right. You did? I can't confirm that they are the, the, the most people that suffer from mental struggles, but... Anytime you allow yourself to feel your emotions, you end up with labels or look for labels. And musicians, and I'm a musician, I was a musician since I was a kid, you feel the music through your body and all of a sudden you feel music and you feel your emotions in ways that other people don't feel them. So all of a sudden... You think you're just playing your guitar and you might be feeling a lot of sadness, a lot of connection to something else that's happened, and you just thought you were sitting down to play some music. So I think because your whole body gets into it, 
you have a propensity to feel a lot more deeply than maybe some other people do that don't tap into their creative outlets. Good answer. Well, thank you. Let's, I do this for a living. <laughs> yeah, you know? it's not your first rodeo. Yeah. <laughs> so someone should pay her. My. Uh, Was that like a was that like a thousand dollar answer right there? No, a few more minutes would have been a few hundred. Okay, well, that's very gracious of you to I lower do, your standards I do a on our behalf. Minutes, you yeah, consult for everybody. Let, let, so we're talking about feelings. Uh, but Mike, what are you feeling? I'm feeling a little <laughs> drunky, and I'm and I'm digging the fries. And we just got done with a comedy show that was really good. And Colleen, I wanted to ask you, what do you like about the comedy, like comedy in general? Because Comedians are a different breed. So, like, when you went to the show today, what were you expecting? What do you like about comedy? When you walk into that door and you're like, hey, I'm going to a comedy show, what do you want to see? I want to meet people. I want to talk to them. And if they're funny, I want to connect with them, as you know, because I was already lining up guests for my podcast, which is pretty serious, but they had relevant things to say. So, I was like, hey, like, I host some podcasts. I think you'd be cool on them. And I want to meet them and connect with them on a deeper level. So I've already like lined that up by the time we left the comedy club. And what was homegirl's name? You just friended her. Jessica I is what I'm going to say. And she, and I already looked. She has like 6,000 something followers. And we're pals now on Instagram. And I she's don't know really her name. Good. She's really good. I can't remember her name either. I just thank you. That's the term homegirl. I think we might I just remember she was out. really. I just remember <laughs> she was really good. She was. And there was a couple of good people there. So what I like about it, I like, yeah, I mean, people, you know, Matt asked about musicianship and emotions and comedy, people that express themselves through comedy end up tapping into other things that other emotions that you and I might not want to tap into on a daily basis, but they do that to get the laughs and make people think about things in life. Yeah, I've always enjoyed comedy and comedians. I think that's a lot harder than an actor. An actor walks up to a square, you know, and says, okay, Mr. Sean Penn, say this or that. But a comedian is really vulnerable. They got to go out there and do their thing. And it's really subjective. People can either identify with it. A lot of times they're offended. So that's what I respect about them. So you're recognizing that comedians are the more intimate form of acting. And talented. There you go. Uh, I, I, will, <laughs> I will not. <laughs> you don't need it. No, I, I think that's interesting because uh, some people say laughter is the best form of medicine. Do you think yes. that's true, Dr. Colleen? I absolutely do. And I, my clients laugh and crack up with me all the time. That, is that one of those you're laughing, uh, I'm laughing with you or laughing at you, you know? Absolutely. And sometimes they're laughing at me because I share about <laughs> myself. So so self-deprecation, there's a time and a place. Is that what you're saying? Sure. Okay. I like to hear that. All right. Let's go over to Matt just for a moment. I'm going to uh, steal the mic here. Now, Matt, you recently relocated to Southern California where you were living in uh, the East Coast. Right. And I wanted to hear about uh, what's your experience like um, going cross country and relocating to... LA. Well, it's very different here. I did, I originally came over and just kind of like, I, I visited here like three or four times. And of course, I love the weather. It's great. Mm -hmm. Everybody talks about how bad the traffic is here. So the first thing I, I did, and I would recommend this to anyone moving to Southern California, especially LA, become an Uber driver. <laughs> and Make yourself drive like the whole city so all the time it. 
And I will tell you that has been the greatest experience of my life as far as like, I've never been in a major city before. Oh. And being an Uber driver has not only given me confidence driving on the freeways, it's also, I know more about the city than most of the people that live here. And it's given me a kind of, I mean, I've had everyone in my car from billionaires to NBA players, rock stars, producers, directors, actors, like you name it. And what's cool is it's a good story when you come over from the East Coast to the West Coast after you got out of the military and you're trying to be a music, you know, follow your dreams, become a musician, professional musician at age uh, 49. And, uh, <laughs> You know, so people, yeah, people like that story. And so when you tell that story in your Uber, then they all want to hang out with you and like get to know you. And like, because, you know, I have a podcast, I, I get to interview a lot of rock stars. You eventually you become mm -hmm. friends with a lot of them. Sure. And ironically enough, most of them live in Los Angeles. So imagine that there might have been a plan to that, <laughs> you know. So, you know, now I've got people that's going to help me with my record. I've got people that you know, uh, connect me with other people. And, you know, it's really Ubering is a really good. And I say Ubering Lyft is cool, too, if you want to do that. But just drive the city and get to know people. And, you know, if you drive a neighborhood where there's really expensive houses, you're going to get people that have really interesting jobs. Mm -hmm. and so, you know, there's all kinds of ways of, of doing it. But anyway, so that's been my experience so far. And it's been great here. The people are a little more sensitive on this side of the country in my experience. Well, I, w I was in the middle of Virginia. Mm -hmm. And so people there were less sensitive. Here in LA, everyone's so crammed together. And of course, I'm in San Diego right now, but everybody's so crammed together. They're kind of grumpy, it seems like, you know, and they're more sensitive about things. But mm -hmm. besides that, it's pretty much people are people. Well, I think what you're saying, too, is something that I found coming as a New Yorker to California. I've been here almost, well, 20 years and a couple of months, is that the world gets much smaller on the West Coast, right? It was so much easier to, like, find people and connect when, you know, if you just drive Uber in L.A., you're bound to, like, meet people that are connected to things that you're interested in talking about and... So I, for me, the world opened up, even though I'm a New Yorker, like literally like an hour outside of New York City on Long Island my whole life and everything. And I came out to California 20 years ago and was like, oh, like the world is very, very small once you get out here. Everybody's connected to everybody. And it's a fun way to kind of like look at things because almost anybody is attainable if you're looking to break into interviewing and connecting and that kind of stuff. Almost everybody is, is, is reachable is what I found. Matt, I had a question. I'm going to let you, Jerry, get the microphone over to you. What were your th thought process when you decided, hey, at this point in life, I'm going to pursue my dreams? Because I think this is what you just said resonates with a lot of people. What was your thought process when you said, hey, I'm going to pursue my dreams. It's music. I'm not going to take the traditional route. At this point in life, because most people would say, hey, you're not 20 years old. You can't make it as a musician. But your attitude from based on what you just said is like, fuck you. This is what I'm going to do. And I kind of like to hear your thought process and what was going through your mind when you made that decision, because that couldn't have been easy. Well, I know a lot of musicians and none of them are making it as a musician. And so I think what I realized in, in my interview process and, you know, talking through all these, you know, old school rock stars that are like. 
I can't make money anymore. I don't know what to do. And then there's new people that are like, you know, I, I can only get paid $100 for a show. I don't know what to do. I can't live off of that. I will say, well, two things. Number one, I realized that I needed to figure out a different way of doing things. And the different way of doing things is I am a brand. Matt Gibson is a brand. And I am all the things that I'm interested in. I'm interested in podcasting. I'm interested in music. I'm, I have a military history. So I'm a veteran. I'm a musician. I'm a podcaster. I you know, write you know, um, about different things, you know, social media, whatever. And so I just realized I'm just kind of a burrito. Hmm. I'm like a, I'm a person burrito. And I'm made of all these different components. And my value comes from the audience that I can attract from all the different components of me. And, you know, you just, you just find where are people engaging with you the most. And so I guess I, I want them to engage with me as a musician the most probably, but it's like nobody buys music in that traditional sense. We don't sell plastic discs anymore. So now we've got to figure out what do we brand with music that is not a plastic disc. It's not a delivery system because right now the delivery system is owned by corporate America, which honestly kind of sucks. But the truth is it's always been owned by somebody other than the artist. Right. But the cool thing is if you roll yourself up like a burrito, then you can go around the music distribution system and create your own direct to the, the consumer system to like build an audience find out what their needs are, sell to them. So I just decided that I was going to just do that. And Grant Cardone is one of my mentors. I've actually had him on my podcast. And one thing that Grant said is he said, you need to go move where the money is. And LA is where the money is. There's lots of money here. There's lots of people. There's lots of people to build a company with. There's lots of people that are motivated. Yeah, he to lived build in LA. With. He lived here in La Jolla and then moved up to LA. Taxes. That's where the money, yeah. yeah well, he then left he went to because, Florida. Everyone goes right. to Florida because yeah, the taxes he, are Yeah, out. he was like, you make your money here, you but make you it leave here, here. But I got to keep it. So I need to move somewhere before right. the state of California takes all my money. Yeah. Right? So like, yeah. So <laughs> how's that for fair warning? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, disc no disclosure ne necessary. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, you know, it's like you just kind of you got to go where the people and the money are and it's easier. People, artists are like struggling like a hundred dollars, you know, like for a gig is because you're living in rural wherever. Mm -hmm. Like you need to go to L.A. where you get paid five hundred dollars for a gig. And yeah, it costs more here. But like my first gig was at the Bonaventure Hotel and I had, you know, podcast movement event and it had this amazing skyscraper backdrop. It looks like it just says rock star. And I know that I was just, you know, I'm just a dude playing a guitar in front of a fancy hotel. But to the rest of the world, L.A. is like the mecca of like the entertainment business. And it just it's really all about perception. All of it's about perception. You know, people. Why do you wear a Metallica T-shirt? Because you think that it makes you cool. It makes you feel a certain way. It makes you feel like that's part of who you are, you know, like that's part of your personal brand. And so like you're just creating something other people can identify with in a way that can enhance their life. And they, if they join forces with you, that 
that's just you're just kind of teaming up with people virtually with your brand, with your podcast, with your art, whatever it is, kind of becoming part of the family, the psychological family of them. And that you know? was important to you as opposed to taking a traditional route. You could be part of this community is what I'm hearing. Yeah, because like the traditional route is like go to, you know, you're a band in a garage and you get discovered by someone and because you sent your mixtape into the record label and they come get you and they save you and they put you on a tour bus and drive you around the world and give you sandwiches for free. Like <laughs> that model is a stupid model. That's a model for a kid that doesn't, that just wants to do their art and is willing to take whatever morsels the recording industry would give them, you know, and bad contracts, like where we're going to give you a hundred thousand dollars and then we're not going to give you anything for the next five years. And you know what? We might not even release your record. Like, that's not a good deal. That was never a good deal. It's an indigent servant. Yeah. So, like, now we're unplugged from that as artists. We can do anything we want to do any way we want to do. You can become a famous podcaster. And then if you're the top of the line podcaster, you can just roll right over. Look what Johnny Depp did. He was an actor. And now he's playing in a band with Alice Cooper. Like, because he's at that level in another industry. So you, you go to the top of the game wherever you can get there the fastest. Don't fight over opportunities in the music industry like they're, you're in a barrel full of gerbils fighting over Cheeto. That's what the music industry is like. And it's, you don't have to stay in that barrel. Go out, go look for your own Cheetos. They're a lot easier to find somewhere else. I really appreciate the analogy of burritos and then fighting for Cheetos. Like to me, that's that almost sums up everything that we needed to talk about. So because of timing, we're going to kind of wrap this up. Uh, we're going to start with Dr. Colleen Mullen. This is a two part question. We can just work our way around. But uh, where can people connect with you online? And then what are your final thoughts? Just anything. Final thoughts. Okay, my final thoughts are that if you're thinking about getting into podcasting, that's where you can have the freedom to speak to whoever you ever thought might hear you and build your audience from there. And you can find me at coachingthroughchaos.com and at Dr. Colleen Mullen on all the socials. Okay. Then I had a question for you, Mr. Jarrett, put you on blast. I noticed that you're very humble and you're, everyone that I meet talks about their Jarrett experience and how you got them in the podcasting and how nice you were to them. Literally everyone. And that's a lot of people. No one has anything negative to say, I didn't know shit. Jared pointed me in this direction. Where does that humility come from? Oh, and then I want to hear your final thoughts and uh, where people can find you. <laughs> but um, to sure. answer your question is, I found that the books that resonate with me are like How to Win Friends and Influence People. And mm -hmm. when you're more interested Napoleon in- Hill. Yeah, when you're more interested in what other people are doing, you're more likely to actually create a solid connection because it's less about you. And for me, that, that resonates because- um, when I think of community, I think of anything that you're going to build, whether you feel compelled to build a business or you feel compelled to pursue whatever it is, an online thing or a, a musician thing or whatever it is, one of the things that's likely that you're going to need is an audience. You're going to need some kind of growth, some kind of community, but you can't just fabricate that. And so true community, in my opinion, comes from it not being about you <laughs> it actually you. being about other people and if, if it can be the more it can be about other people the more likely it's going to have an opportunity to grow 
That's my opinion. Uh, there are many people, many, many people that don't don't fly that way. They they are the brand, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with them being the brand. But I'm saying, if you're the brand, don't always make it about you. Make it about other people. And and that, those are things that I see other people. I see it, it, me, 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 and I'm like, I'm not interested. That's just me. Understandable. So, but uh, so that's where that comes from. Is I, I I I think if people can be more interested than trying to be interesting, then first. That that resonates to a degree if you're if you're if community's on your mind. So it just depends on what your goals are. So gotcha. And, and the backstory on that is Colleen and I yeah. we were getting in an Uber, and the, this woman, she's a sweetheart. You know, she was um, up in San Francisco, and she's like, "Hey," and she was a Latina woman, and her her passion is helping other Latina women in business and so forth. Oh. At the podcast boom, well, that's probably Adriana. Yeah, yeah, exactly who it was. It's exactly who it so was. So we met Adriana, and she had such nice things to say about you. And I said, "Well, you don't even understand how Jer- how nice Jared has been to me, and how good he's been to me over the years in the podcast world." So, and then Mike is new to it, and he's like. I got to meet Jared and find out what he's all about. So that's what his curious curiosity is. Yeah, I hope we can still be friends. <laughs> <laughs> Quite the letdown once you meet me, isn't it? <laughs> Furthest from the truth. And, and, I, and it really hurts me that Dr. Colleen laughed at that. Um, all right. So, uh, but Mike, you didn't say where people can connect with you and uh, what your final thoughts are. Uh, final thoughts is um, great food. Really enjoyed hearing math. Talk about where, how he, he did what he did and what you had to say. Where people can find me is Podcast Launch Experts, and that's my passion. I, I really like the idea of contributing. I love the community. From my background, I come from a backstabbing world. I work in tech. Like When I go to big events like Microsoft and Cisco, whatever it is, Facebook, no one divulges information. People don't help each other preach a lot of collective uh, ideology, but it's not true. It's more like an Iran con- uh, concert. So nevertheless, that's what I really appreciate about Cod Pass Movement and everyone in it is the community is really cool. All right. So my my closing thoughts is Jared's not always nice. Sometimes he says mean things to me and makes me cry. <laughs> so I just wanted to clarify that. But no, I'm just kidding. Jared is nice. But um. So, but he's also a veteran, so I I can give him crap like that. It's cool. But uh, yeah. So I don't know. It was a great great dinner. Good food. Very good hamburger. And I love hanging out with my friends. And just uh, you can check me out at kingdomofrock.com and Matt Gibson Guitar on Instagram. And we had a little bit of moment of clapter here, uh, la- 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 of clapping and laughter, not clapter. All right, I, I need a drink. <laughs> Hey, uh, th- th- thank you to everyone, and uh, appreciate the time. And yeah, this is fun. This is what it's all about. This is why we. Do- this is why we do this. So check these folks out, and yeah, uh, there's other podcasts that you can check out that they have going on, and you should check them out. All right, thanks everybody. Mm-hmm.